Before we start, I want to tell you about Parents Making Profits, hosted by Mario Armstrong and James Oliver Jr., and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. In each episode, hosts Mario Armstrong and James Oliver Jr. talk through topics, giving you insight and advice, helping you be the best parent and entrepreneur you can be. Here are some episodes to dive into first. How can you avoid the toxicity of hustle culture? How to get PR for your business without a publicist. Another one, four tips for you to be an effective parentpreneur. If you want tips and deep dives from entrepreneurs and business icons, check out Parents Making Profits wherever you get your podcasts. If you are like me, you don't like the idea of selling. If you have to walk through a door and sell somebody something, your heart is in your throat, your palms are sweaty, and you just don't feel like doing this. And we have got to change that. Here's the deal. As small business owners, you have to sell. So I want to introduce you to a framework today. It's called the Customer is the Hero Framework that is going to teach you to stop selling and invite customers into a story. And if you think of it that way, you will close more sales than you have ever closed before. I want to welcome you to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the only place that coaches you through a six-step plan to grow your small business. We do that by helping you build your business like an airplane. The cockpit is your leadership. The body is your overhead. The right engine is your marketing. The left engine is your sales. The wings are your products, and the fuel tanks are your cash flow. If you master the six parts of a small business, your business will fly far and fast. Every week, we help a business owner just like you optimize their airplane. I'm your host, Donald Miller. This podcast is going to be a little bit different. There's no guests today, but I'm going to walk you through a process that I believe is going to make your small business an enormous amount of money. There's five parts that I'm going to teach you, and if you do them in the order that I teach them to you, you have a sales email or letter that you can send and that letter is going to help you invite a customer into a story in which they buy your product to solve their problem, and your sales are going to go up. If you have a small business, if you sell a product or represent a product, I want you to actually go to onlinesalescript.com slash podcast because there's a piece of software where you can take the five parts of a sales letter and type them into five different boxes and then hit preview, and it will show you your sales letter laid out in color-coded narrative form. What I mean by that is there are five parts to the story, and each paragraph or sentence that you write to invite customers into a story is going to show up as a different color. And then you're going to be able to analyze each color to make sure they're in the right order and you're saying the right things. And then, of course, you copy and paste it, and you're going to get a giant response from your customers. Today on the Business Made Simple podcast, we're going to make you a truckload of money. So if you go to onlinesalescript.com slash podcast, only podcast listeners are going to be offered a little bonus. I've created videos, five different videos that teach you the framework. So you'll have the the podcast that you're listening to now. And if you go to onlinesalescript.com slash podcast, there are five videos. It doesn't cost you anything to use the software. Uh, it's just a great bonus. We love helping small business owners make money. Let's get started. The framework is called the customer is the hero. And the reason we call it the customer is the hero is because you're not. You're not the hero. The customer is the hero. The whole idea behind this framework is to help you not think about selling. Just don't even think about selling anything. What you really want to do is see the person that you're talking to as a hero in a story. You want to find out what their story is about. And of course, if it is about a problem that your product solves, introduce your product to them so that they can use it. 
to overcome their problem and have a happy ever after ending. If you think about all sales conversations that way, you are going to sell a lot more product and your small business is going to grow. All right, let me take you through the five-part framework. If you're already at onlinesalescript.com slash podcast, you've already signed in and you're looking at five different color boxes. It almost looks like five different color mini Word documents, right? The first is red, the next is purple, then there's brown, then there's yellow, then there's blue, then there's green. And what you want to do is you want to take each of those boxes and create a paragraph or a sentence or something that represents that idea because we're going to go we're going to cover five different ideas in this elevator pitch or this sales letter and they go in this order. First, let's start with the red box. We're going to start with a problem. Start with a problem. Why are we starting with a problem? Well, every story really starts with a hero who has a problem. Either the the gentleman is in love with uh, his sweetheart, but his sweetheart has has fallen in love with somebody else, and he's got to try to stop this thing from happening so he can marry or whatever. You know, that's a rom com uh, situation. Or we've got a hero, and there's a bomb that needs to be disarmed, or people are going to uh, be hurt, and so they've got to overcome all of the stuff uh, that they've got to overcome in order to disarm this bomb. You've seen that movie before. There's a problem, right? And the reason is the problem is the hook. The problem gets you interested. Now, this is why you need to know this, uh, not as it relates to story, but as it relates to your small business. The only reason people are going to buy your product is to solve a problem. That's it. There is no other reason. There's no, you cannot grow a business unless you sell the solution to a problem. And the more clearly you articulate the problem, the more likely somebody is to buy. I want to repeat that. The more clearly you articulate the problem, the more likely somebody is to buy. And so the very first thing you want to say in your elevator pitch, in your sales email, in your presentation, in your proposal, the first thing you want to say is if you are struggling with X or some people have a problem with this or we've noticed that you are dealing with X problem, whatever it is, it's the first thing. You don't want to say, hey, my name is Donald Miller and I'm writing you today to introduce you to. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, don't even say, hi, my name is Donald Miller. You're going to sign the bottom of the letter anyway. So what you really want to say is, I've noticed that uh, you have an incredible product and you're not selling as much of it as you possibly could. The reason might be because you and your people don't like to sell or don't know how to sell. Now they're in. They're, they're reading this letter trying to figure out why they should finish the letter. And if you start with the problem, you're telling them why they should finish the letter. That's what you're doing. You're telling them why they should finish the letter because we're going to solve this problem. So if you see that red box right there at Online Sales Script, type in the problem that your product solves. Type in the problem that your product solves. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you are at a cocktail party and you meet two different people. These two people happen to do the exact same thing. They offer the same service, same price, same value, same quality. You go to the first person, you say, you know, what do you do for a living? And they say, I'm an at-home chef. I come to your house and cook. You would probably say, that's very interesting. Where did you go to culinary school? Or what are your favorite restaurants in town? Or have you ever cooked for somebody famous, right? You're going to do that. Uh, you're going to make conversation, but you're probably not going to ask for their business card so that you can hire them. Now, you go to the next person. They do the same thing, same price, same quality, same value. And you say, what do you do for a living? And they say, well, you know how most families don't eat together anymore, and when they do, they don't eat healthy? I'm an at-home chef. I come to your house and cook. All right, who's going to do more business, chef one or chef two? 
You know, I've asked that question of thousands of people, maybe tens of thousands, and every one of them has said chef two. Nobody says, well, chef one's going to do more business. You know, they got to the point quicker. No, everybody says chef two. Why? Because the problem determines the value of the solution. The problem determines the value of the solution. Not only does the problem set the hook and get you interested in reading the rest of the sales letter, it actually determines how valuable the solution is. And an at-home chef is not something that I need, really, until you put it this way. You know how most families don't eat together anymore. And when they do, they don't eat healthy. I'm an at-home chef. Well, now you're solving the problem of my family not eating together anymore, and you're also solving the problem of us not eating healthy. Those are two big problems. And all of a sudden, your solution looks way more valuable than the first solution, which was just I'm an at-home chef, without framing their solution as the solution to a problem that I have. So that's why you want to start with the problem. The very first paragraph, maybe the very first sentence, whatever it is, Start with the problem. Okay, the next thing you want to do is the purple box. You want to fill in the purple box. The purple box is position your product as the solution to a problem or to the problem. So when our chef says, I'm an at-home chef, they actually say that, and it's they have actually positioned that product, that service, as the solution to a problem. Therefore, it has more value. Uh, this one is not hard. You just want to state the product. And if you've done the work right in the first box, that product now looks extremely valuable. Okay, box number three is brown. We've gone from red to purple to brown, and we want to give them a three-step plan. Why do we want to give them a three-step plan? Well, you know, if, if you've stated the problem and then position your product as the solution to the problem, they actually probably want to buy from you. But something happens when we want to buy a product we encounter almost always cognitive dissonance. And what's cognitive dissonance? Cognitive dissonance is when you think to yourself, I really want to do this, but I want to think it over. Uh, I don't want to make an impulse decision. Uh, let me get back to this next week. And of course, what happens? We get busy. We don't get back to it. So you lose the sale. Well, let's, let's just actually zoom in on that cognitive dissonance. What is the person feeling? Well, you know, this is a new product um, and they've never tried it before. It might not work. This is a product that's very expensive. I might lose my money. Uh, this is a product that may take an enormous amount of my time, especially if I don't know how to, I don't know, upload it on my computer or use it or install it in my house. And I don't have time to think about that right now, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, let's say this is a product that replaces a product I've got in my house. What do I do with the product I've got in my house? I mean, if you're selling me a new mattress, what do I do with my old mattress? Nobody can actually sit and figure out where their cognitive dissonance is coming from, but it's there. And that cognitive dissonance that your customer is experiencing is costing you sales. It's costing you sales. So what we want to do in that brown box is give them a three-step plan that builds a bridge from the problem to the solution. It's going to build a bridge from the problem to the solution. So let's go back to our chef. If our chef said, uh, working with me is really simple. I just come to your house for about 30 minutes. I actually ask you a lot of questions about food allergies, what your favorite restaurants are, what kind of food you like to eat. I take a look at your kitchen, look at your fridge, you know, look at your Tupperware situation. Uh, you know, we just do kind of an intake session. And the next thing I do is for about a hundred bucks, I come to your house and I cook and I just cook one meal. We just, we just do one dinner. It's a test trial. Uh, we see if you like the food. We see if you like me being in your kitchen. We see if this is a right fit for you. A uh, hundred bucks sounds like a lot, but you actually get about a meal and a half over it because you're going to get lunch the next day. Uh, then the third step is we enter into a retainer. 
And so I can uh, cook one or two days a week. That's all I've got time for. But that one or two days a week could get you four to six meals. Do you have any time next week for that 30-minute intake? What did the chef just do? The three-step plan, the bridge from the problem to the solution, took away the cognitive dissonance. Uh, What if we don't like it? Well, it doesn't matter if you don't like it because we're just going to do it once. How much do I pay? Well, there's an intake session. That's free. And then there's 100 bucks for the first meal. And then I would imagine the retainer system is one or 200 bucks a month. Uh, You know, so there's that. What about food allergies? Well, I just told you we'll do an intake session on food allergies. The three-step plan is designed to alleviate all the cognitive dissonance. First, we do this. Second, we do this. Third, we do this. Would you like to get together? That's how you build a bridge from the problem to the solution. So if you start with a problem, you're going to sell a lot more product. If you position your product as the solution to the problem, you're going to sell even more product. If you build a bridge, you're going to sell even more product. By the way, the entire process that I've been teaching is also available as a course on the Business Made Simple platform. It's the Customer is the Hero Sales Framework course. If you go to businessmadesimple.com, you can find that course, and it's going to teach you how to do this. And if you learn to do this, you're going to bring in cash. You're going to solve your cash problem. So go to businessmadesimple.com if you want to take that on-demand course. As we near quarter four, change is everywhere in budgets, teams, and customer needs. Having the right data to make the right calls can be the difference between growing big or going home. With HubSpot CRM platform, a single source of truth means your business is supported by a single system that unites all your teams and your data. Complicated and disconnected systems are difficult to implement, tricky to use, and slow down work. With HubSpot's connected customer platform, real-time data empowers your team to make informed decisions that help your business and your customers grow better together. Learn how HubSpot can make your business grow better at HubSpot.com. And now, back to the show. All right, we've got a lot more product to sell here. You know, 5% buy if we just state the problem, that's great. If 10% buy, if we position our product as a solution, we're doing amazing. If 15 or 20% buy when we build a bridge, my goodness, we're making money now, but let's see if we can make even more. The next two boxes actually help you paint the stakes. And stories love stakes. I know we're talking about cooking, but I'm not talking about beef stakes. I'm talking about what can be won or lost based on whether or not you buy the product. Those, that's what stakes are. You know, if, if I tell you a story and there are no stakes, you know, if I tell you a love story and gosh, man and woman meet in a coffee shop, they, they, you know, they kind of, you know, the man spills his coffee right next to the woman, he cleans it up and they enter into a little conversation and they, there's some chemistry and it's, you know, sits down, they hit it off. And, you know, two months later, they're, they're uh, madly in love and getting engaged. And six months later, they're married. This is a boring story. We've got to have stakes. We've got to have problems and we have to have stakes for this story to be interesting. So let's start over. Man and woman meet in a coffee shop. Man sits down, talks to her. There's incredible chemistry. This guy's never met anybody like this. He's never experienced chemistry like this. It seems like she has never experienced chemistry like this before when suddenly she says, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't be talking to you like this. And he says, wait, what do you mean? And he said, no, she said, no, 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 I just can't, you, can't, you don't understand. I, I can't be talking to you like this. I, I need to leave. And she, she picks up her bag and she goes and he says, wait, wait, I don't even know your name. And she, and she leaves. Love of his life. Just walked out the door. Later that afternoon at the office, he gets a call from his mother. His mother says, uh, will you come over to the house for dinner tonight? Because your brother has an announcement. And the gentleman says, I, I hate my brother. You know I hate my brother. He's a bully. 
We've never gotten along. All he does, all he's ever done is beat me up, cuss me out, can't stand the guy. I really want to go. She goes, please, 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 please. He's changing. He's changing. This is an important dinner. Will you come? Oh, I'll go. So he goes home for dinner. Brother walks in, and his announcement is, of course, he is engaged, and we're going to meet the fiance. And who do you think the fiance is? It's the girl from the coffee shop. <laughs> now, that is a story. What are the stakes? The girl of his dreams could marry his jerk brother. We have to stop this. You guys, this is how storytellers think. They think, oh, we got to increase the stakes. Oh, what if we make the brother a jerk? Yeah. And he's he's clearly just been awful and to all these women. He's going to be awful to this woman that is, that is you know, this person, the love of this, this guy's life. And uh, we reverse engineer a story from there. You want to think that way in your elevator pitch, in your sales letter. What is at stake? And so our chef needs a talking point to paint both the negative and positive stakes. That's box four and box five, yellow and blue on your online sales script. So what it's going to say is, hey, you know, if you got time next week, I'd, I'd love to get together. There are only so many more dinners that your family can have before the kids go off to college. <laughs> Those are stakes, right? If you'd say that to me, I mean, I've got a one-year-old, so we've got a little ways. But, you know, you say that to me and I've got a 16-year-old, you're hired. You're hired because I don't want to be cooking. I want to be sitting down enjoying a meal with my family and, um, and having a great conversation. It, he, just, he just said, look, here's what you're going to lose if you don't hire me as an at-home chef. But then you don't want to just leave it hanging with a negative, right? So he would then say, my families, the families that I cook for, enjoy great tasting food. They don't have to cook. They don't have to clean up. They get to lock eyes with each other at the dinner table and actually connect. All right. Think about what we just did. We got part four and five. We painted the stakes, the negative stakes and the positive stakes. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. We started with a problem. Do you know how families don't eat together anymore? When they do, they don't eat healthy. Then we positioned our product as the solution. I'm an at-home chef. Then we built a bridge. Working with me is really easy. I come in for an intake session. We do a sample meal, and then you enter in, into a retainer. Then the negative stakes. You don't have very many dinners left with your kids. These kids are going to go off to college soon. Before you know it, you're going to blink your eye. They're going to be gone. You can't get those dinners back. The families that I cook for actually connect deeply over dinner, right? Some of you are like, where's this at-home chef? He's fictional. I wish, I wish this chef were real because we'd all probably hire him right now. Do you, do you feel how we're inviting this customer into a story and we're not selling anything? I mean, wait, wait, you know, we're not trying to convince somebody of something they don't need. So start with the problem. Position your product as a solution. Red, then purple. Brown, build a bridge, a three-step plan. Yellow, paint the negative stakes. Blue, paint the positive stakes. And one more. Green. Green is where you call them to action. And our chef is going to say, I've got time on my calendar next week. Would you like to schedule an intake session? At that point, they're probably going to say yes if they have the money and they have the problem. You want to really drive this home. You, you want to memorize your call to action and you want to use it. A lot of people who don't like selling don't like asking for the money. It's a mistake. Uh, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, who's made you know hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, he once said that the three rules of business are one, ask for the money, and I don't remember the other two. <laughs> That's his quote. People who have succeeded in business do not mind asking for the money. Your customer 
probably already wants this thing. They just need they need your confidence. They need you to say this is the right decision. Let's say you're a real estate agent, for example. You know this family can afford this house. You know it's the right house. It's in the right school district. It's got everything they want. Instead of saying, would you like me to make an offer? Would you like me to write up an offer? Just try this. I want you to say, Jim, Nancy, I believe this is the right house for you. I think this is a great decision. Would you like to make an offer? That is a completely different way of calling the customer to action because what it's telling them is you want to do this and I'm outside you giving you an outside perspective and I think you should do it. If you think about calls to action like that instead of trying to get somebody to buy something they don't want, I will never sell anybody something they don't want. I don't want it on my conscience. I don't want them giving me money and having a product that they don't need or they don't use. You've got to nail the call to action. You've got to nail the call to action. And that's it. That is your elevator pitch. That is your sales letter. That is your proposal. That's If you're making a video, a sales video, you want to start with problem, position your product as a solution, build a bridge with a three-step plan, paint the negative stakes, paint the positive stakes, and call the customer to action. This is the way the brain works. Stop selling and invite customers into a story. Stop selling and invite customers into a story. You know, at the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. Some of you have been running or driving, and thankfully, you did not pull out a laptop and log on and write uh, an elevator pitch or a sales letter. But I want you to go to onlinesalescript.com slash podcast, and I want you to write something today. Write something today. Cancel whatever meeting you had to cancel. Write something today that will make your business money. Write something today that will make your business money. You're going to start with a problem that's red, position your product as a solution that's purple, build a bridge with a three-step plan that's brown, paint the negative states that's yellow, paint the positive stakes that's blue, and call the customer's faction that's green. If you've ever wondered what to put in a sales letter, I just laid it out for you. Not only that, you can write a million sales letters this way and just come up with a different problem, different product, different whatever. You know, some of your products solve 53 problems. You know, you've got 53 different sales letters that you can send out. It is a fantastic framework, and I hope it serves you well. If you hate selling, but you want to sell more, if you have a team of salespeople and they're not selling enough, introduce them to the customer is the hero sales framework. You do that at onlinesalescript.com slash podcast. And as a bonus for being a podcast listener, when you sign up for the tool, you'll also get a free bonus video series where I walk you through the framework that you've learned today so you can know that you're getting it right. Get access to the Customer is the Hero online sales script and bonus videos now at onlinesalescript.com slash podcast, onlinesalescript.com slash podcast. I think some of you are going to make thousands, if not millions of dollars because you followed through on this. Not only that, you're going to learn a process that helps you position the customer as the hero, and you're never going to think about sales again. But you can't, once you do this once, you can't get it out of your mind. It changes the way your mind works, and you're going to sell a lot more products. So if you need money, the customer is the hero is the key. All right, everybody. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you build your business like an airplane so you can fly far and fast. See you next week.